on losing 200 pounds. And uh, we got a lot of reaction videos here we're going to be talking about. But uh, let's not be rude. Jessenia Lee, talk to us about you. Uh, so how'd you get involved cutting hair? So it started with the thought of me wanting to have my own barbershop eventually in the future. But then my sister was like, hey, sis, I got to go to school and pay off some you know, student loans. And she was like, you want to come with me? I got to sign some paperwork, this and that. And I was like, okay, let's go. So I went with her and then we were sitting there with the counselor. She was filling out some paperwork and I was asking the counselor way too many questions. And I was like, she showed me around the school and everything and I signed up the same day. Mm. This was like six years ago. But I mean, what planted the seed of you being a barber? Why not doing women's hair? I mean, look at your hair. You got curls, <laughs> but why, why guys hair? Why guys hair? Honestly, I, at the time, back in the day, I did one haircut and I never thought I could do it. I was like, this person yeah. asked me for a haircut. Can you please just cut my hair? And I was the only option he had at the time. Okay. So I was like, okay. Okay, I guess if you you know, but I kept saying yeah, no. Clippers? I, yes, with the okay. clippers, and okay. I was like, I do not know how to cut hair. You're gonna get a really messed up haircut. <laughs> but he really needed a haircut to leave the house, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm gonna mess you up so bad. He's like, just listen to every step that I gotta tell you. Okay. So I was like, okay. So I did the haircut step by step, how he said, and he was like, wow, you did really good for the first time you ever cut hair. So after that, that was the main point and he was like why don't you go to barber school and i was like yeah no nah, i don't think so <laughs> but then yeah my sister took me to the school and that's where lady carol started that's great that's great so i mean have you attempted to do women's hair or it has always been men i have i okay. have tried cutting women's hair and let me tell you women are a little bit more Bro, high maintenance <laughs> for, for a lot of women i hear they are barbers that's what they say yep a more lot high more women high are yeah, for like fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> but are, are, aren't men a little bit more? I mean, I know when I go get a haircut, I'm kind of a little particular myself. I yeah, mean, men, men would drive an hour away to go the to the barber, barber yes. that they trust. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I've had I've had people come from different states to get a haircut with me. So that's pretty amazing. But like, in no. the beginning, it was never like that. In the yeah. beginning, it was, I'm not going to get a haircut with her. She's a girl. She don't know how to cut hair. Yeah. And it's it's very intimidating as a woman because it's a man dominated yeah. you know industry yeah. the career it's you're in a barbershop all full of men yeah. and you're the only woman yeah. so it, it's it takes a toll in your mental stability like man maybe this isn't for me then you start believing it until people around you're like no this is how it this is how it starts even the men barbers get yeah. you know a little bit nervous in the beginning because they it's don't really. know how to cut hair oh, yeah, but yeah. it's even tougher as a woman because you're looked at as a it's her gender she can't cut hair because of her gender like yeah. what yeah. how does that do, I, you yeah. know, how does that identify my talent that doesn't make mm. sense get some <laughs> by the way we're gonna be talking about gender today um <laughs> so milton ran across you at the barbershop so you you were walking yes i i, I was uh she wasn't my barber. I was getting a, a cut from my a good friend of mine, who while I was in Chicago, he used to be my go-to barber on a weekly basis. Uh -huh. um, and uh, she happened to be there. I think her barber chair was literally right next to uh, ours, and we were talking about just working out. And she just buttered into the conversation, very giggly, giggly <laughs> self, buttered <laughs> in, and we just started having a conversation. And we st we stayed connected. And I, I, that was maybe about what four, four and a half years ago or four so. Four years ago. That's when I four started at so. that uh, location. 
yeah and now we're just you know stay in contact every now and then i know she's a busy woman and you know all these collaborations that she has going on, <laughs> on tiktok and all these opportunities that are in that uh doors of opportunity that are opening for her i'm, I'm really excited for her and to see where she's going to end up in the next five ten years but we need really to tap exciting. into this talent that she had travis do we have do we have that uh that we have the instrumental can we can we play that instrumental <laughs> Wait, real quick? right now right. yes yes let me see wow a, that, they just put me on the spot i need the that, lyrics yeah, see if we can cue lyrics. i need the lyrics for these songs right. it's not connected to the white uh, it's that he's got about five minutes ten minutes okay no problem so we'll give you about you're lucky we're gonna get cute and give about five minutes so by the way guys <laughs> if you're watching this live i appreciate you all watching this live but would you love to hear Yesenia Lee, drop some vocals on the Millionaire Goals podcast. Please put it in the comment section. We'd love to know your feedback. So uh, let's let's jump in. Uh, let's jump into a, a, a conversation here. Of of uh, can, by the way, uh, Charles, can I share my screen? Am I, am I able to sh share my screen? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So um, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, so we got a lot. Of, we got a lot of things here on uh, on Charles's side of things. So anyway. Um, so we got to wait on the, uh, the reaction. Can we play the reaction video? Are the reaction videos ready to go? Okay. So let's let's uh, play one of the. Uh, let's start with the reaction video then. All right. So let's talk about the conversation. So you're just saying you can you can mentally warm up. <laughs> you mentally warm up. So uh, Warren Buffett is talking about how everybody in his neighborhood. Now now he doesn't live in a rich rich neighborhood. That his neighbor is an upper middle class neighbor. Now, if you guys don't know who Warren Buffett is, he's considered the Oracle of Omaha, the greatest investor in the history of America. I believe he's the fifth or sixth uh, richest man in America. Mm. And uh, he made his fortune, obviously, in the stock market. He's got a company called Berkshire Hathaway. Um, he's got a lot of investments. One of his major investments, had, you know, a lot of people don't realize, is the insurance industry. A lot of his, uh, the sectors of his uh, fund. But a lot of people consider him the greatest investor ever uh, uh, birthed and produced by America. So he talks about his neighborhood. He doesn't live in a ritzy neighborhood. Uh, and he says, everybody right now is living better than John D. Rockefeller. And if you don't know who John D. Rockefeller is, he was the first ever richest man in America, created oil industry, standard oil. And uh, the Rockefeller family, the, uh, you know, you, you got to uh, 30 Rock Plaza, named after uh, the Rockefeller um, uh, family uh, estate. So he says, every person in my neighborhood is living better than John D. Rockefeller back in 1930. Let's take a look at his clip. Class neighborhood. It's a little higher middle class because I live in it in terms of the average income. <laughs> but you know, the kids all go to public school in the neighborhood. They don't automatically get cars when they're 16 or anything of the sort. Every person in that neighborhood is living better than John D. Rockefeller Sr. lived when I was born in 1930. Think of that in medicine, in education, entertainment, and travel, you name it. They are in a better position in life, essentially, than he was in the year I was born. That's in one person's lifetime. And the game is, the game is just starting. So anytime you hear anybody say, you know, that your children Children aren't going to live better than you do or your children's children and so on. It's ridiculous. And the reason is exemplified by these people behind. 
So he's talking to a small business community. Mm. And he's talking about the evolution of times that people just naturally grow and we evolve, we get better. 1930, how many women barbers were there? What do you think? I don't think L less, le More or less than today. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's more women today that are open to it. Oh, yes. Being a barber than it was in 1930. So when we're thinking about our future, tw 20 years from now, 30 years from now, people say, oh, why would, I, why would I want to bring a child into this world if this world is crazy? Well, if you want to bring a child in the world, it's going to be better. And if you think this world is dark, will you be the one then to bring a child of light into the, the world. into a dark world? And so, uh, when when you're looking at the evolution of of barbers, the evolution of of entrepreneurship, to think that things aren't going to get better is like saying, I, I don't trust God's going to evolve things. I don't trust capitalism. I don't trust capitalism going to improve things. We are in a system. We are in a country that evolves for the better. What's your thoughts on Warren Buffett, Mister Mister Richest? investor ever i think uh th this is a conversation that i actually overheard you and pbd speaking about the other uh maybe a couple couple weeks ago when uh, they, everyone was in town for one of your big events that you guys had here in in dallas and he was pushing you guys to have to create more children right and you overheard that yeah <laughs> he was pushing you guys to create more yeah. children and at first i just i don't understand because you know you hear that always in the news and you, on social media on i don't want to bring my children into this world and for them to have to encounter all these negative things that are going on in this world and i just can't believe you know, uh, you know the schools are trying to indoctrinate our children and i can't believe that this is going on and plus it's not affordable to have kids but you're right you know the only way to come be able to combat that is to be able to bring a mass amount of a, of a new generation coming from households that have their principles aligned have their values aligned and which when it comes on to that when, when it comes on to that thought process it does give me a little bit more peace of on the idea of all right you know what maybe one day i can be the change or my kids can be the change and mm -hmm. you know instilling in them what i didn't know then and instilling in them what i know now what kind of uh, man or woman can my future children actually become versus who i was and how long it took me to get to where i am today and instilling that at such a young age versus having to learn this in my mid-20s you know what kind of human beings can i actually raise and this just this past weekend i was with with you in in, in denver <laughs> in denver and, yeah. and the babies you know, yeah with, with, oh, my with your son. Kids. yeah <laughs> i still call him babies yeah. yeah and your son he's he's about to be a father and you're about to be a grandfather oh, you know, yeah. at the young wow. age of 49 years old you know <laughs> Congratulations. But, but you can see you you, you, you can definitely yeah. see you know um, what type of background uh, certain people have and what direction the future generation is headed based off of the environment that they're in. Yeah. And which is why, you know, uh, I see as a father or as a mother that you guys want to make sure that you guys are pointing your children towards the right direction. And you guys always consistently preach about the environment that your kids are consistently in because that's yeah. going to determine the outcome of their future. Yeah, I, I believe in one thing. I know the world's going to change. Yeah. But I believe in one thing that in Proverbs it says, raise your child in the ways of the word. So therefore, when they grow, they will never depart. Which leads me to believe, because King Solomon wrote that. He had a lot of kids. He had thousands of kids. Yeah. So if he, had, if he had kids, it kind of led me to believe that kids are probably going to do their own thing and they're going to stray for a minute. Yeah. Right? They're going to have their own little moment of rebellion, where the kids would be. But if you raise them in the way of the word, they have a chance to come back, because yeah. that's where they're grounded. With. You, you were telling me about your mother. She said, let's go to Tennessee. Let's leave Chicago. Mm -hmm. You were born in Chicago. Born in Chicago, raised in Tennessee. And my mom, she just wanted a better, like, better environment for us mm. growing up because yeah. she knew what it was like growing up in the city. She knew what it was, you know, she moved from Puerto Rico. She moved from Massachusetts. She moved from Chicago. So she lived in those different areas. And she was like, those are not the areas that I want my kids to grow up in. Uh -huh. You know, that's not the people that I want my kids to be like. Yeah. You know, so I feel that I'm grateful now to this day before as a kid. 
you're not grateful for this thing. Was it just you or did you have other It siblings? was uh, my brother, um, Edwin, my sister, Taina, and myself. But my brother went to Puerto Rico okay. with his, uh, with my mother, well, his dad's side of the family. And then my sister went to Chicago. So I was kind of raised by myself in a farm, you know? <laughs> so how, was, how old were you? Oh, man. I think I was seven, if wow. I'm not mistaken. Seven wow. till I graduated high school. Wow. I was there. In high school, you went to Chicago then? In high school, I only went to, what, sophomore and junior year in Chicago. And then I went back to Tennessee and graduated over there. Yeah, I did that. So, so we were just laughing. I said, were you the only Boricua, Puerto Rican in Tennessee? Yes, I was the only Puerto Rican right there with, you know, hillbillies, <laughs> cowboys, and rednecks. <laughs> but you speak Spanish. See. Si. The language is there. The, the, the tongue See, is there. She's been. She's been yes. olvido, uh, right? I forgot a little bit growing up in Tennessee. I'm not going to lie. But when I moved back to Chicago, you know, I work with all Hispanics. So I got to learn Spanish. By the way, big shout out to mom. What's your mom's name? Maria. Maria. Maria, mommy, I love you. We, we, we lo <laughs> thank you. By the way, this is a testament to my, my point. Here's my point. She's raised around non Spanish speaking people yes. in Tennessee, mm -hmm. hillbillies, whatever the case may be. But she speaks what? Espanol. Yeah. Espanol. You know why? Because of mom. See. So whatever's going on in the world, as long as mom and dad, whoever's in that household, whatever's going on in that house is going to be not the person that's in the world. The person is in the house is speaking Spanish. See. Right? Learning these values mm -hmm. and principles, things that your mom. I can just tell the way you feel about your mom, just the way you light up talking about your mom. <laughs> yes. Right? And and the values and principles that you teach in your home, regardless of what's happening outside of the world, that's what your kids are going to remember, even though they get impacted by the world. Mm -hmm. And so this is a, this is a, just a clear evidence of that. Here you are in Tennessee, still speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. So um, are, are we speaking of Tennessee? We're, we're cured with that song from, from, okay, so let's let's hit this instrumental. Here we go, here we go. Come on. You want to hear some vocals here from Jesenia. Okay. <clears throat> oh no, I might. <clears throat> we do some intro. Here we go. I set out on a narrow way many years ago Hoping I would find true love along the broken road But I got lost a time or two Lost my mind, kept pushing through I didn't see how every sign pointed straight to you Every low-low stream led me to where you are Others who broke my heart They were like northern stars Pointing me on my way Into your loving arms This much I know is true that God blessed a broken road that led me straight to you. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes! I'm like nervous. Wow. Why? Let's go. <laughs> you guys put me on the spot. I was nuts. Uh, so Andra Grisha, she says, yes, let's hear. Miriam says, sing a girl. Oh, I love thank it. Thank you, Miriam. She says, beautiful vocals. Uh, Shamoza, what a great voice. Thank Appreciate you. you all here on the uh, on the live stream. Wow. As we get in here. So Laquan Butler's giving me some high fives. High five, oh, high five. <laughs> I start sweating. I'm sweating. So you you uh, uh, you have a large following on social media. You have 105,000 people on 
Instagram following you, and you have what? Uh, how many on TikTok? I think seven hundred seventy thousand. I love it. So talk <laughs> talk to us about building your brand. How did you go about acquiring such a large followership? What was your? Would you have a strategy? Did you did you have a, a system? How did you go about building it? And, and what would you <laughs> say somebody mm. who's starting their own business? how to engage your, your audience and customers on social media. So the reason why I started social media in the first place was because there's this man named Gary V who said something along the aspects of, if you have a business and you do not have TikTok, then what are you doing? So I was like, okay, well, let's listen to him because he's talked about this and it worked. He's talked about that and it worked. He's talked about a whole bunch of different topics and it has worked. The only thing I didn't talk about really worked is NFTs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> money. Stay with marketing. Leave the money to us. <laughs> I got you. No, so yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let me, let me try this out. Yeah. So I started posting transformation videos on TikTok. I started being myself on TikTok too. So a, a bunch of different variety of things just so people won't be like, oh, she's just posting barber haircuts. So I post, you know, a little bit of me, a little bit of my kids, a little dancing, a little singing, yeah. and then barber stuff, you know? So, life. yes. Yeah. So it's like You're a mini diary. That's how it started. And I just kept posting every day, every day, every day. And eventually, you know, I went live every single day while I was cutting hair. Wow. And I blew up. Yeah. You know, so, so and the collaborations, the collaborations is what helped too. So there's this video that I collabed with Ish Tahir. Okay. And he was like one of the main reasons why my clientele skyrocketed. I was like, whoa. Who's, who does, who's Ish Tahir? Ish is, he's, he's a TikToker too. He okay. lives over there in Chicago too. Okay. So, and, uh, but he's not a barber. No, he's not a barber. Oh. He does like comedy skits. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so what was you guys' so so collab? This is a gem, everybody. This is a gem. So what was you guys' mindset? You guys talked about collabing, and okay, let's produce a piece of content. Yeah, so he actually reached out to me. Honestly, I didn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, this has to be like he has to be hacked. His profile has over millions of followers. I was like, this is not real. You know, I have to make sure that he. Um, he sends me like, like he calls me. I told him to call me on the phone because I wanted to make sure that it was him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so I was like, yeah, like call me. I want to make sure that this is legit. And then we talked about, hey, let's make some content together. And I was like, okay, by okay. all means, you know. So the we set up a date, time. We met, met up, and then we started doing videos. Tell me through the ideation process. Because okay, we got together. Mm -hmm. What did we create? We created a couple comedy skits. So it has to do a lot about barbering, you know, okay. like cheating on your barber, or if you had a woman barber compared to a man barber, you know, like how the difference is. So those videos blew up. So I was like, I whoa. It. So after him, that's when my clientele started blowing up. I've been praying for a comic that will help come to our brand mm -hmm. and f help us find a way to make insurance funny. Okay. There's one thing to make insurance sexy. Mm -hmm. make insur I want to make insurance funny. I want to make insurance hilarious. I've been looking, I'm speaking this into the world. If there's a comic out there that would love to collaborate with yours truly, I'd love to find a way to make the purchasing of life insurance, the thought about the theories of misconceptions of life insurance. I want it to make, I want it to be funny. 
it, it all that I think it all boils down to things that people could relate to. So there's stories and 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 things that happen. I think if you consider it to be funny, yeah. I guess you right. <laughs> start writing notes down like, oh, that was funny when it came down to this insurance policy or, you know, like yeah. what are things that people need insurance for that you would be like, oh, my goodness, for sure. We need yeah. insurance for that. You know, <laughs> I gotcha. Very cool. Interesting. OK, I guess we're going to at the top. I love your ideation process. Do you think somebody has to have an extroverted personality to be successful on social media? Definitely. I think so. What yeah. happens if somebody's like naturally introverted? What would you tell that person? Uh, well, you know what? A lot of, t believe it or not, believe it or not, a lot of TikTokers that are comedians on social media are very introverted because you have a lot more ideas whenever you are alone than when you're with somebody else. So your ideas come when you're by yourself yep. and you come up with them, you write them down and then they come into work whenever you decide to like, hey, I need this person yep. to do this skit or I need this type of person to do this, to do this skit, you know? Yep. So it's, it, yep. I feel like it, it um, man, a lot of TikTokers are very introverted. They, yep. they spend time alone to think and visualize and write down what the next video they want to do, yeah. you know, so they don't have any distractions. Interesting. So, what, what do you think, uh, introvert or extrovert for it's social both. media? I think it's both. You think it's both? But, but if, if you're naturally introverted, there has to be a time where you have to be for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, that moment. For sure, yes. It takes up all your energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might need all day to recover, yep. but at least it's done. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure, yes. So, and, uh, I, I wanted to talk about this article here about working from home. Uh, can we can we finally uh, share my screen? Are we able to share my screen? Awesome. So I want to share this article here. It says, workers resi resisting the office grind are suddenly lonely at home. So some people are extra introverted, but staff are increasingly unsure about working at home, but don't share their boss's love at offices. Well, the, the, the reality is this as well. You know, if, if, you're, you're, if you're thinking, okay, you can, um, uh, the pandemic birthed the work from home type of movement. But over time, is it a win-win situation? Because the remote work revolution has sparked the clash between frustrated boss and disillusioned staff with workers emphasizing flexibility and leaders pushing for a return to the office. Uh, if you are paying people to look at the screen, they'll end up going to the highest bidder. There's no glue. So what they're basically saying is, okay, if you want to keep your, if, from a boss's standpoint, employer standpoint, if you have your people working at home, and you're not building a relationship with them, you might lose them to a competitor. They say, hey, come over to us. We'll pay, we'll pay more money. And because there's no relationship, boom, you can, uh, you, you can move on. The return to office mandates with added requirements are now on the rise, causing tension and potential, st potential staff losses. Google's recent directive for three office days per week, which affects performance reviews, was met with resistance from a staff union. IBM CEO warned that promotions are more challenging for those not in office, while BlackRock will limit remote work to one day but we can BlackRock is the largest uh, 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 manager of money, a trillion dollars of assets. Um, so what's your thoughts about working from home? When it first started, I, I thought that was a pretty good idea. Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You, you, you get to work from home. Where you, I mean, I, I, I saw when a lot of you guys were making those uh, uh, Instagram reels where you guys were wearing like top half suits and then by the way, you were wearing your boxers. That was freaking hilarious. <laughs> so uh, I have a suit where I'm, where I'm TV. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, on, <laughs> I'm on TV or I'm on Zoom. I'll have yeah. a suit up here. But it's you know pajamas, pajamas and chocolates <laughs> in the bottom. <laughs> but the more the more we went on uh, with with this uh, idea idea of uh, working from home, 
um, it started leading a lot of these employees to be geographically unrestricted. So now in my thought process, um, if this continues on the way we're, we're headed towards and people are fighting the idea of even going back to work uh -huh. and people are pushing for one, you know, one or two days in the office and the rest of the days at, at, uh, at home, do you think that eventually the same jobs will be offshored to people that which would be a lot more or less expensive um, overseas, you know, in the workforce, like as in like Asia and Africa and in those places, which uh, meet with then cheaper labor, cheaper labor yeah. which will then the jobs and the big corporations that we have here in the United States who are creating jobs for people yeah. and, you know, doing what they do for America, those will be getting ready to move on to a different place in the world. Yeah. Do you think that that's a possibility that, that it, we're it is a possibility. I mean, it's doing that. I mean, I've, I've outsourced some of my work on, on, on videos and editors yeah. to the Philippines. Yeah. I've got, uh, actually I'm contracting somebody right now to help us with a podcast yeah. from the Philippines. But the challenge though is, the challenge though is this, if people really felt that work from home was a legit thing, mm. how come the gyms are packed again? Yeah. How come, how come people want to go to a barbershop? You know why? Because people want to be around other people. Yeah. Uh, uh, if work from home was such a big thing, then how come Peloton stock is crashing? How come yeah. mirror stock is crashing? These are work from home type yeah. workout machines, right? So how come Peloton stock going like mirror, mirror the, the, the mirror trainer is going down like this? So when you saw when you start seeing the pandemic, uh, uh, this stuff, you can get back to the gym. You can get back mm -hmm. to the gym now, and you train me at home from from the uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. But what do we really want to do? We want to go back to the gym. We're social creatures. We're, we're social creatures. And, and I think on some level where our instincts is to push us back to be around other human beings. Yeah. At some point, it does get alone. That's why you see a lot of these people who jump into relationships that are very toxic because yeah. you just don't want to be alone. We're social yeah. creatures that we're pushing for that specific environment that we want we want to be able to be in. And even the people who say it, like, no, no, I, I enjoy my solitude. I like being alone nicely. No, they're just doing it for attention so that way they can get the attention. Yeah. Now, VR is coming out virtual reality yeah. where they're, they're creating that fake world on, on meta the yeah, meta yeah. the metaverse the, reality the, the goggle yeah, yeah headset yeah. They, they, on, on, when it comes to a mental health aspect what do you think man what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think is that's going to do to the way we engage with other humans and how can that actually trickle into our politics and the way we run our country what, how do you how do you ruin a prisoner in prison isolation exactly solitude mm. you mess them up yeah Right, they're all about their own thoughts. Yeah, they'll be interact with. So, just saying, I'm curious. When you were a barber, were you doing a lot of uh, uh, home home house calls? Oh yes, yeah. but that was during COVID. Yeah. So during COVID, I had to not only bring my kids with me. Yeah. You know, with yeah. masks. How many kids you have? I have two kids. How old? A seven year old and a three year old. Gotcha. So they were five and what? Five and three? Five and two? Oh, now they're no. Right during, now they're pandemic? seven and three. Uh, so yeah, yeah, five and two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, wow. It's okay. <laughs> Man, that was a little tough. But no, yeah, I would I would have to take them with me and it was it was a little bit complicated, you know, cuz you have to wear the mask, you have to make sure yeah. that they're safe yeah. and yeah. honestly, I didn't want to take a lot of clients whenever the covid was around cuz I was scared for my babies, you yeah. know. I was like, "Man, what if they get sick?" But it took a hit on your income though. If you weren't it able to cut. really, really did because yeah. I couldn't, I could, I, the only way I was able to survive was because of the stimulus checks. Yeah. Because at that time I wasn't even at my own place. I yeah. was renting a, a room with my two kids. Yeah. Got so it. it was, it was a little bit difficult. So I, I made it through little by little, you know, with what I could. So when they started allowing people to go back to the barbershops, going back to the gyms, how did you feel? I felt a relief. Interesting. I was like, wow, like, thank you, God. This is, you know. Yeah. What we needed. <laughs> so it's good for business. Yes. Because what also what happens at the barbershop is interactions with other customers. Yes. A lot yeah. of people talk, whether you're talking crap, mm -hmm. you're talking sports, Jokes. or you're talking business. Yes. Those conversations happen at the barbershop. Every day. Mm -hmm. Those conversations happen at the, at gym. the gym. 
I mean, how, how many times have you seen me at the gym just interact with people if we're yes. working out? Yeah. Right? I watch the Seven Fear Squad or watch the Millionaire Millionaire Goals podcast. I mean, this guy right here is walking around the grocery store. Mr. Milton, are you on the Millionaire Goals podcast? <laughs> uh, people, he's getting all famous over here. But because, and that allows people to connect. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there are three losers from this work from home. I don't think this is a net, net positive. I think it's a net, net loss. And we'll move on to the next topics. But here are the three losers from this work from home. Number one is the workers themselves. Yes, it's positive in the short term. It was a reactive thing to a global crisis. But in the long term, you're going to lose social skills. You're going to lose the building of soft skills. It's one thing to know how to do your job. That's hard skills. But the soft skills in terms of leading people, human interaction, you're going to lose. Number two, leadership development on both employer and the employee. So based on those soft skills, you don't know how to talk to your employees. If your employees don't know how to be talked to by a boss, guess what? They're never going to be good bosses themselves. Yep. So you're going to use, you're going to, we're going to lose future leaders of businesses, which are the generators and creators of our economy, not the government, but the generators creators in our communities, which is the entrepreneurs. Third one, commercial real estate and local businesses. All the revenue, right? Just saying, we're just talking about all the revenue is lost from foot traffic of people coming into your barbershop was lost because people were told, go home. Yeah. The foot traffic of supplements and, and, and workout gear and, and, and ancillary services that you might offer as a trainer was lost because people are just trying to work from home. So you're going to lose more revenue from foot traffic. And guess what? Office spaces, they did, they did, uh, they're pinging, they're pinging cell phones to see how filled office buildings were. You know what they found out? 50, 60% vacant in office spaces. And what's going to happen? Uh, can, can I show this uh, article here on, on, uh, on the computer? Okay. All hell is going to break loose. Property Titan Shark Tank star Barbara Corkin says Elon Musk is right about commercial office space. Wow. Why? Because commercial office is about to go up for refinance here in the next three, four, five years. And what happens is if less people are renting the office space, then the cap rates get affected by the valuation of that commercial building. Well, that's going to affect the banks. That's going to affect future investors. So if you're expecting a bloodbath in our economy and a recession in our economy, well, guess what's going to help it? Elon Musk said, and Barbara Corbin here edifies that, it is going to be the commercial office space. So if people aren't going to be filling up these commercial office spaces, who will? And that's what happens when you allow people to stay working from home. Let's do another video. Uh, let's take a look at uh, 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 a video here about relationships, about what, um, what high value man chooses, okay? I mean, you're, it's pretty interesting. Here. I would love to hear your perspective, what a high value man, high value woman so, so let's take a look at this video. When you're a broke man, you're limited in terms of the women you can access. Yeah. You can only access the limited range of women. So you're only going to access a simple kind of woman because you're a simple man. That simple woman doesn't have many options. So you're both optionless and you're both good to go. So what happens is as a man becomes more successful, his criteria and selection of women becomes more provocative, promiscuous. It's usually the dream girl. That dream girl knows 10 of you. But if you choose that, you know, simple girl that works in Starbucks, of course she's going to be loyal to you, but what high value man chooses that? He chooses the sexiest girl on screen. So he's always, I always say to men who are high value rich, especially in Dubai, before I've even met that girl, I'm like, she's cheating on you. Why? Because she likes you for your lifestyle and she knows plenty of men with your lifestyle. You're just covering her current bill. I think she's wrong there. Yeah. Because a, a high value man, <laughs> because first of all, they're men. Yes. And a natural man's primal nature, you can go and give a crap about how much money you make as a high value woman, low value woman. He just says, can I get some? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, I, I, by the way, that's what I tell my daughters. Babe, yeah. tell her, I just need to remind you, 
you as a beautiful woman, my twin girls, my babies. Sadly, the world looks at you as a certain object. Yeah. You know, so unless, right? So you have to look at that too as well. Because my daughter's also, she's, a, she's an esthetician. You guys should connect, you guys should connect in uh, Chicago. I want her to connect with you okay. as a fellow entrepreneur. But the world's going to look at you from the external versus the internal. It's so sad, sad about this. But um, I don't think a man gives a damn if you're a high-value woman or a low-value woman. He used to say, like, Tiger Woods. Yeah. He gave up all that. All these men. All these men. Look at all the stories in the Bible. We can go corporate stories. We can look at what they said about Donald Trump and the whole, you know, I'll grab your thing and, and try to take him down. All the heirs of politicians, leaders, celebrities, Bible heroes, all were taken down because of one thing. No sexual sin. And it didn't matter if she was high value or low value. It mattered is if she was hot. And that's Absolutely. all they that's all they cared about. I want to hear from you. <laughs> okay, so I think she's wrong in many ways. And I feel that women nowadays are very entitled to uh, how a man should be or how much money a man should bring to the table instead of focusing more on how good of a wife I could be to this man. How can I take care of him mentally? How can I take care of him, you know, when he comes home and, you know, the house is clean. So we, I feel like us as women nowadays, we've lost track of what it is to be a wife instead of, you know, we're, we're focusing on, oh, how much money can he bring? What car he drives? None of that in reality matters because he could have so much money in the world, but is he going to treat you right? Is he going to respect you? Is he going to um, teach you about God? Is he going to mm. be closer to God? Yeah. You know, because if, if a man has God in his heart, he you know from that aspect that he's going to love you like he loves God. Or, you know, like, yeah. like that power that he has um, being faithful to God, he's going to be faithful to you. And, and I feel like a lot of women are now focused on the wrong thing, which yeah. is finances on a man, because a man could have zero money, but if you give him that faith, you yeah. give him that time, you give him that power that he needs to succeed, yeah. he's going to succeed. And he's going to look at you like, wow, I made it because of her. Like she was there when or I was at my, yes, yeah. I made it with her. You know, yeah. I, I was in my rock bottom mm -hmm. and she was there like having faith in me and yeah. somebody that never thought that could ever make it. Yeah. And that could bring a man with more, you know, more, yeah. more power and he will be faithful to you. He'll be loyal to you or, you know, he, uh, he'll show you what love really is. Well, that's the end of our show today. We thank you for <laughs> tuning in on another episode of Millionaire Goals. Like, Goals. See you next Monday, folks. That is all. How can we top that? You know, uh, can I ask you a personal question? Yes, of okay. course. Okay. Yes. Oh, God. If, 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 what top three things, let's say a man has taken interest in you and you've taken an interest in him. Like, okay, I, I kind of like this guy. Okay. I wonder, I, I can ask now because when I was single, I, I was, I was, I was kind of weird about asking this question, but now that I'm married, uh, I can ask because I'm oh, just confirming what I was thinking about the whole time. <laughs> Is there like the top three things that you look for, like a mental checklist you look for in a man that you think takes interest in you that says, check, check, check. Okay, let's move on to the next date. Check, check, check. Let's move on to the third date. <laughs> does that go through your head? Yes. It does. 
So do tell. The main things, of course, number one is back then I never used to think this way until I actually went through, you know, your, your difficult times. Difficult times where I chose the wrong person and I didn't know what I wanted. Got it. So now knowing that I went through this with this type of person, yeah. now I'm like, oh, let me switch and and wow. let me bring the main parts that I need in a man. The first one is you have to be a man of God. You have to fear Number God. One fear god you have to love god with all your heart mm. and you got to know that he will guide you yeah. and not only guide you but guide your family in in a direction that is worthy for everybody safe yeah. protected you know secure secure with like you know the protect protective yeah. side of it you know yeah. and secondly uh, you know, he he has to have like ambition you want you have to have goals you have to want to be able to you know, write something down and actually do it and accomplish. If you're you currently want. making more money than him, is that a turnoff or do you take a step back? It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Because if you're making more money than him. Yes. It's, it's, it's okay too. If I'm making more money than him, if he's making more money than me, it's because it's not about the money at the moment. It's literally about growth and getting to know each other and wanting what's best for each other. Okay. You know, so that's, I guess that's the second thing. And the third thing has to be funny. You know, you got to make me laugh. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I want to be able to like have a conversation with you and like crack up for like every five minutes or something, you know, but you know, you got to know a time to laugh, a time to be serious, a time to, you know, be strict. And you, know, you got to know, you got to read the room and all that. Stuff. I tell you this, I, uh, uh, I want to show you a personal picture. I'm a, uh, I'll tell you here in a second when, when I go on my computer screen, but let me tell you, let me show you a picture here that absolutely uh, I wanted to make sure that, that she gave me this look. I want to make sure that she, that she was my wife. Okay, let's, let's take a look at this picture. I don't know what's going on here, but... <laughs> yes. Do you know that look? That's the I'm in love and <laughs> I am going to be faithful and loyal to you for the rest of my life, even after life. That's the look. That's the search the is look. over, right? That's the I have nobody else to choose but you look. <laughs> Amen. Because, she, we just, okay, I don't know why my daughters took this picture from their phone. They sent it to me. They, they maybe have been about, I don't know, 12, 13. They took this picture, but we just got done with a bad argument. It was a bad argument. I said, I'm sorry. But that's your wife? That's my wife. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, a, that's, she, that's my wife. She's so beautiful. But no, like, she's looking at you with those, like, love, love eyes. You yeah. know, she's like, like, I I love you. I can't get mad at you. <laughs> that's, that's my boo-boo. So, wow. so, so she gave me that look. I'm like, after we just got done with an argument, oh. I'm like, I need to wife you up, man. <laughs> it's all in the eyes, chico. And I want to ask this next question. I'm going to go to this next video. Can a man and a woman be best friends? Let's take a look at this clip. What do you think that look was? Her brain fully developed. I, I, I need, I need, uh, I need that look again. Let's go back to. Wait a minute. go back I didn't look at her eyes. Okay. Could we have friends, 16 to 22, right? Real close friends, many straight men, not thinking anything of it, but. That's the look like, maybe we could give it a chance. <laughs> is, that what you get? Is, is that what you get That's that? the look of, can uh, we try it out, maybe? I think that's, for me, that's the look of the disappointment. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, they're, they've, been, they've, been, they've been nice for me. They've been nice to me for X amount of time, but now I see the intention behind what oh, it would be nice. Yeah. Uh, that's that look. 
They're okay, trying to get okay, in my okay. pants. Stop of being nice. Oh. But what's your, what's your opinion? Can a man and a woman be BFFs? Like at 11 o'clock at night, he calls you and you're there with your man. But babe, it's my friend. That's disrespectful. Why? It's your friend. Because you have a man in the but house. It's your it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you have a man, you should respect to not bring another man into your Okay, if it's household. a girl, a girl calls you 11 o'clock at night. That's different. Oh, so I guess man and woman can't be friends. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a little bit, unless the man and the man are close, but I feel like it's a little bit disrespectful. Even if they are close. No, not even then. I, I don't know. I don't want to go to my past. It's very complicated because, right. you know, it's, yeah. it's disrespectful. I feel boundaries. like it's just, yes, yeah, yeah, boundaries. Yeah. You got to respect your yeah. man enough yeah. not to have another man call you up at 11 o'clock at night talking about, come over or let's hang out. My no. Girl, my girl, like, to my this and, and you know, just saying, I just need to know your opinion. No. Doesn't work. And here's why. I, I, I got, I'm, I'm living testimony of this. And I actually have one of my friends who are on the live chat right now, Carla Herrera. <laughs> She'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I had a high school sweetheart of mine, and it's going to burn, but it's fine. What was I, his name? His name? Matthew. <laughs> no, no. So I had a high school sweetheart, and we were together we were, we were together for about four, uh, three and a half, four years, going into yeah. five years. Uh, graduated high school. She stayed behind. She was a year younger than I was. I mm -hmm. went up to my first year of uh, trade school, not college, trade school. And, um, Throughout my entire uh, three three years out of the high school, uh, three years out of me being in high school, I, I met a guy who was my great friend to the yeah. point where I, I experienced my very first sleepover at his house. My our parents would get together, you know, consistently. I, I would get along with his parents. It was just my very first friend that I ever had. That my parents said we trust his family, we trust him. Whenever you say you're with him, we have no questions asked. Great. So now I have a, I have a girlfriend. You know, we, um, everything's going great. We start having problems. And I would say, hey, bro, you know, we got into an argument. I, I already left school. I'm done. I got out early out of class. Um, could you make sure she gets home safe? Sure, bro, I got you. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, it's my best friend. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. Or, hey, bro, can you give her a ride? Or, hey, bro, X, Y, Z. Or, you know, we were getting into an argument, and I'd say, hey, where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm with him. And I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. Cool. Not a problem. He's my best friend. I have no questions asked. I trusted him that much. We were that close to each other. And I always thought to myself, he just went through a breakup. Why would he be on the same page and try to do the same thing to me? So whatever. Long story short, long story Ouch. short, we end up breaking up. We end up breaking up. You know, um, both, both both of us had fault in the relationship, not just her. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fault in the relationship as well. But we ended, we ended up breaking up. Some time goes by. I don't see her. She doesn't see me. And at the time, Facebook was still pretty fresh. Um, you know, back then, if you didn't put it on Facebook, it wasn't official. So I saw that he posted a, a, a post saying that he was in a relationship, just no name. So I'm like, oh, he has a girlfriend now. I'm ex extremely happy for him. So I remember that Sunday we go to church and I see him there. He doesn't usually go to church, but he showed up with my ex-girlfriend. So I'm like, uh, okay, cool. At church. At church. So I'm like, Son not a big deal. Just cool. Extra prayer. Not a big, not a big deal. <laughs> so I go up to him. I'm like, hey, bro, let me ask you. Hey, man, congratulations. You have a girlfriend now. He's like, thanks. I'm like, well, who's the lucky girl? He's like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm like, no, 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 dude, you're my best friend, bro. I want to know who the lucky girl is. Your boy. So oh, he, so he looks at me. He's like, are you sure you want to know? I'm like, dude, hell yeah. Like, I'm so freaking happy for you. Yeah. And he said her name. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm not thinking it's her. I'm thinking it's someone else with the same name. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's odd. Really? When, where did you meet her? He's like, no, it's her. And he points and I look, I'm like, her? I said her name, right? Her? Oh my. And he's like, yeah. They start dating. Long story short, they ended up getting married and having two kids. Wow. So, no. 
<laughs> no. no. Men and women cannot be friends. Yeah. No. Automatic, that's an automatic no. And that's the last no. time that I actually trusted this, the idea of my one yeah. of my friends being good friends with my yeah. with my with my significant partner. You know, Trust because guys will also try to play the friend the friends. Yes, just to get card. what they want. Yeah, you kinda hang out on the outside until by the way, why do I know this? Because I did this shit. Yeah. Okay? I yeah. I, I wow. played this card when I was you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. See, these are good conversations to have with your daughter. Yes. Because yeah. these Absolutely. are things, as women, we need to know these things. Yeah. But women need to, you know, settle down a little bit and look at all the options that could happen, potentially being best friends with a man, especially yeah. when you're in a relationship. Uh -huh. It's disrespectful. I find it disrespectful only yep. because it's, you know, you don't, you never know the guy's intentions, but sure. as a man, if he's straight, yeah, of course, he's just there. Never know. Snake in the grass. I call him snake in the grass. It's a snake There's in the grass. There's a snake in my baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can, I can go on and on about this one, but listen guys, if you're out there trying to build a relationship, I, I also say this too about, uh, business partners, you know, it should be also same, same sex, same gender. Uh, type business partner, uh, really? and, and yeah, it's a, because you're 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 married in a different way, mm. you know. Because that same business partner, right? If you're married, he's gonna call you eleven o'clock at night because he want you need something to get get done in the business. And is, is you're the husband, and your wife is gonna call from her business partner at eleven o'clock at night. Mm. You're you're kind of upset there too as well. So you're kind of territorial. What are you talking about? She got to work. That's my wow. that's my wife. Okay. Oh, but that's my business partner. Yeah, <laughs> that, so I, I can see why. It, it, it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's weird weird dynamic. So uh, speaking of money, speaking of entrepreneurship, let's talk about uh, current generation. So Generation X, okay? Generation X. We've got some interesting things here about Generation X. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you want to retire? Just send it. Do you want to retire earlier or later in your life? Earlier. Of course, right? Earlier. So Generation X, my generation, uh, which I consider the sexiest generation ever, <laughs> created in the history of humankind by God. <laughs> X. <laughs> How do I know that? You're, you're both are here because oh, you're, you're products wow. of Generation X. You're made, you didn't know this, you're made by 90s R&B. Rhythm and Blues, you're made by. by way, your favorite group from 90s, the 90s R&B. What's your song? Boys the Men. Boys the Men. Oh, yeah. Wait, what's Boys your men. 90s R&B? Be too you're gay, no I don't know. Be too gay, that's... I'm, I'm a, I'm a... Uh, <laughs> be too gay. <laughs> hey, be too gay was my man. <laughs> I'm a Jodeci guy. I like jo I'm, I'm a Jodeci guy, man. You know, forever, my lady. I said that's that's my that was my group. It's it's it's, it's that's me, my me, my wife's music. All right. So, uh, Generation X is next up in the retirement phase of their lives, but they are feeling anxious. Uh, can we take a look at this article? Generation X is generation anxious when it comes to retirement, thinking that they need 1.5 million to make. A go of it. So just saying, you said you want to retire earlier, right? So you got to need you need you need to know a number. So Generation X, their number in their head is 1.5 million. Why? Traditionally speaking, if I got 1.5 million dollars in an account, right, and I can draw from that account, I don't have to work again for the rest of my life. So if you use if you use the four percent rule, everybody, there's a four percent rule in retirement. So whatever you got going on, if I just withdraw four percent every year from that pool of money, I'll be able to be living off that pool of money for the rest of my life. Okay, but what's four percent? Uh, so if you do the math, uh, uh, you, got, you got a calculator. So it's uh, 1.5, uh, 1.5 million. Okay, 1.5 million dollars. You got it, bro? I'm trying. Time, <laughs> times 0.04. How much is that? It's uh, six, at 60,000 a year, 62,000 dollars a year. So the question you got to ask yourself is, based on where I live, is 62,000 dollars enough? I don't know. 
Maybe depending, in Tennessee. Depending if you have like a minimal life uh, living. That's what you uh, just said. Minimal. Yeah. yeah. But what happens if you want to go maximum? You're retirement, right? You want to go travel. Want to go there, right? Well, then, you know, you sell the house, sell the car, <laughs> and, you know, wait till your kids grow up. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that, that's it. That's, that's the process, mm -hmm. right? So if so I, I did some numbers here, uh, just so you guys know, let, let me simplify it. So Americans are increasing their retirement savings goals due to inflation and economic uncertainty. Why? Because at $1.5 million, if you retired last year in 2022, you would have lost 20%. Okay? You, you would have you lost, uh, lost roughly $20,000, $25,000 of your $250,000 if you had $1.5 million last year. Mm. And the question you got to ask yourself is, how do I make up that money if I was to, to lose money? Because um, right now, a bag of groceries is 100 bucks. Just saying, you know your budget. You got two kids, single mom, two kids. What's a bag of groceries? Literally a month is two fifty. Easy. Mm -hmm. Easy, right? Yeah. So, what do you think is going to be? By the way, how, was it, how much was a bag of groceries when you were growing up in Tennessee? <laughs> like thirty dollars. <laughs> hey, but easy. we had we. I grew up in a farm, so we raised our chickens. We had eggs. We had goats. Mm. We had bunnies. Mm. So we had a garden, you know. So it was cheaper, you know. <laughs> we grew tomatoes, pumpkins, cucumbers. You milk the cow. I never milked a cow, though. <laughs> it's Children a, it's are listening. a serious question. Children are listening. I never milked a cow. Children. I don't know. That's, That's a serious part. question. I want to know if you milked a cow. Children are listening, Milton. Okay. All right. Generation X expresses the most worry about retirement with an average savings of 1.56 million. Okay. So here, 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 here's the issue. Okay. So let's say, let's say you're Generation X. Let me go to this next article. Average savings... Uh, of okay, we go to the uh, my screen, please. So Generation X is totally unprepared for retirement. The average Generation X, those between those, those born after 1964, they have about ten. See that ten thousand dollars saved. So if you're what late 40s, 50s, early 60s, the average Generation X has ten grand saved according to this Prudential survey. So. Let's stay on my screen. Let's stay on my screen. So let's say, let's say I'm 50. I'm using the loan because I'm about to turn 50. If I followed traditional uh, um, career path, I didn't decide to become an entrepreneur, right? I decided to work a job, retire from the military, get another job with the government, be a cop, be a firefighter, be a postal worker. And I just started saving at 50 years old. If I'm earning a 6% interest rate, and I got, and I got 20, I got 17 years ago, so from 50 to 67, I got 17 years to go. I have to save 4,000. You see that? 4,500. Yes. I've got to save $4,500 a month for the next 17 years to reach my goal of 1.56. Wow. Doable or not doable? Well, not for the are, average. Right? Not for so the if, average. I, if I got a job at the post office, and work, I'm a cop. Definitely not. No. Okay. Definitely not. If I'm making 60 grand, 80 grand a year, can I save four grand a month? If you have, if you're married and both of you guys are are working people, one of you guys can put your money aside, and the other you can use the one income to, to. Uh, That's what you have to do. Yeah. So, so now is it optional, or do you think it's a requirement? If two incomes have to be in the household. I feel like it should be a requirement. If you that, want right, to exactly. So both of y'all have to bring in the money. Mm -hmm. One we're gonna live off of, the other one we have to save. Otherwise, with the question I got asked myself, remember the four questions I asked a couple weeks ago? What type of lifestyle do I have to reduce if I don't do that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, here's the thing. If you want to change it, though, what are people doing? Instead of retiring in, in 17 years, now you got 22. You see that 22? Mm -hmm. So I got another five more years, same 6%. So instead of having to save, uh, save, uh, save that, 
uh, on, on a monthly basis. Now you have what? And you and you earn an eight percent rate of return. So twenty two years, five. So if you delay your retirement by five years, increase your potential interest rate by two more percent. Now you have to save twenty two hundred dollars. If you want to increase that some more in terms of your years of retirement from twenty seven. So now I'm delaying my retirement ten total years. Instead of retiring at sixty seven, I'm retiring at seventy seven. Assuming an employer will keep you on the job. Now here's uh, uh, eight, uh, um, eight years. So if you look at this retirement uh, calculator here, now you got to save fourteen hundred bucks a month. So think about this: when, when I was twenty years old, I'd always laugh at the people twenty years older than me. I was like, ah, you're old. And they you know, just saying, I blinked and I became that old person. Yeah, I know. I'm almost thirty. I just turned twenty nine yesterday. I was like, what? Oh, yeah, happy belated. <laughs> thank you. Thank Three, two, one. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jasenia. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but th wow. those are the things. But why? Like so think that. about this. Why don't people save in their 20s and 30s? Because they got kids. They got relationships. They got aspirations, right? And a lot of people do not know. They yep. don't know about this. We yep. weren't taught this in school. Yep. And I feel like these are certain things. If we know now how to become a millionaire in yeah. the future. Yeah. We should teach our kids while they're young so yeah. they could do it before we did it. So here, here's a question. So let's go to this. Let's, let's look at this calculator. People reason no, they don't know because they don't know the formula. Yeah. This is a formula. So let's say you want to retire in, in, uh, at uh, 67 years old, mm -hmm. even though that may not be a goal for you. Okay? <laughs> it's okay. But let's say 67 years. So you're 30, yep. 20, or 29? I'm 29, yes. 29. So you have uh, 67 years. So that, that is, uh, you've got, uh, what, uh, thir you got 38 years ago. Yes. Okay. So if you have 30, if you punch in your 38 years and let's just say you start with zero and you earn an 8% rate of return, guess what you need to, guess what you need to save on a monthly basis to reach your goal? Three, two, oh, here, oh, I missed something. Here, I put it, I put it, let's say you got a dollar. Okay. Calculate, calculate. Now I got to save 590 bucks a month. Wow. Is it better than saving 4,000 a that month? That is amazing. Right? Is that, that better? is doable. There it is. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why, for example, we said we, we invite you to come on a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you asked, well, well, where is it at? We said Dallas. You got here to Dallas. I said, where's the podcast studio? It's somewhere in Dallas. <laughs> How long will you still be driving around looking for a studio? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you wouldn't even probably come out. No. Yeah. You're wasting my time, right? So here's, a, here's the issue. If you want to hit your retirement goal, whatever that is, you, or you want to be financially free. I don't believe, by the way, I don't believe in the, personally for me, I don't believe in the word retirement. I believe in being financially free. Yes. Um, I, I don't want to make sure, I want to make sure yeah. I work for me because I want to, not because I have to. Mm. And so if you want to hit a certain lump sum goal to be financially independent for the rest of your life, you have to have a formula. So if you don't have a formula, that's why I'm so glad you're watching the Millionaire Goals podcast. And by the way, this is an art calculator. You can go on this website here called investor.gov investor.gov and they'll give you a calculator so therefore you can be a bit more clear if you want some help on this send us a dm uh reach out to us and we'll help you get this financial gps uh for you all right let's move on to the next topic that's amazing um uh, hopefully people catch it right it's, uh, it's, it's something that it's it's needed to know a lot of people do not know this a lot how many people in the latino community how many people sit in your chair and they, I'm just curious, how much are they talk about finance, their career, their, their business? I don't know, do they bring it up? A lot of people do talk about the careers and what they want to achieve, but they also have doubts in themselves to accomplish those goals. So it's, 
it's because of finances. Oh, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. Wow. So it's mostly because of money that they don't complete their dreams. Yeah. So yeah, there's That's a it. lot of a lot of clients. I mean, there's a lot of conversations on the barber chair. It's I love it. A lot. Good, it. bad, finances, fa family, parents, God, spiritual games, you know, like <laughs> sports, everything. Well, that's the whole premise of the show. We started the Millionaire Goals podcast because we want to let people know what's out there, what certain goals can be. Because if you don't know what's possible, you never want to go out, never want to go out and hit it. Yes. Um, just saying, your, your children want to go to college. Let's, let me set up the stage here before we go on to the next topic. Your kids want to go to college, okay? Um, according to you, how many different genders are there? I'm just curious. How many different genders are there? Two. Okay, I'm just double checking. Oh I'm just double checking. Okay, um, 2023. You got to double check. Your kids go to college, yes. and you find out that the college professor is saying that genders are determined by chromosomes, by DNA. Is that something we can easily buy into? That DNA makes up our male or female, or XX or XY, right? Yes, that's, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Nothing outlandish, right? Nothing crazy. No. But this professor at St. Philip's College in Texas, of all places, was faces accusations of firing the biology professor Johnson Varkey for teaching that sex is determined <laughs> by chromosomes. So if you look at this article, let's, let's take a look at my screen. Uh, he was fired, teaching in his classroom, and it's in San Antonio. It's in, it's in Texas, okay? Uh, uh, so so this... So he was fired for teaching the truth? Thank you. He was fired for damn telling the truth. Now, what are other colleges talking about? How many different genders are there? 40, 50, 60, 1,000 different genders? This guy's talking about two. And what determines that is science. Yes. Right? Because we had to get the vaccine and the mask because of science. And, and God. <laughs> right? Yeah. So now this first liberty interested, a law firm based here in Plano, Texas, that handles religious freedom issues said they filed a complaint with this college saying, hey, you fired him for, no uh, fired him for um, his beliefs. You can't do that. You can't fire people for their beliefs. If you want to have a conversation about multiple genders, well, the, the opposite should be true. You should be able to be able to tell the truth. What are your thoughts about this? What, would you tell your daughter, your son or daughter, boy or girl, what, would, you, would you have second doubts and thoughts about that, about that college? That, that is... Um a lot of uh, if, if, wow if you imagine the amount of time that he took to be in the career that he's in to just it being finished and demolished and embarrassed throughout the whole world because of one specific topic of truth of truth it's it's shameful it's embarrassing it's it's, people do not have a heart. They just, they just messed up this man's career. Something that he worked so hard for so many years, just because of the truth. Are, are there topics? Uh, uh, you say one of your kids is seven years old, right? And the other one's seven, four. Eden. Yep. No, another one's uh, three. Okay, so he's not in school yet. So the seven-year-old. Are there topics that potential that could potentially be going on in school that you, you as a parent don't approve of that you think like you know what me as a mom I'm the only one who should be speaking on this specific topic with my child because it should be coming from me not from the teachers um to this day no there hasn't been any of those topics yet at school so I I thank God for that because I feel like children shouldn't be knowing about gender yet I feel like they should know more about what it's like to be a kid. 
what yeah. it's like to be happy, what it's like to have fun, what it's like to know colors. What you like to be when you grow up. And shapes. And so- <laughs> yes. You know, what do you aspire to be? You yeah. know, like a firefighter, policeman. Yeah. Scientist, do doctor, be- lawyer. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. President? You know, yeah. there's more things to talk about than just that. Just that I, don't, I think that should be determined when you're older. You're old enough to determine what it is that you want to decide for yourself, but to each their own. That's something that... You know, if in my household, I don't approve, maybe in somebody else's household, they approve, but. They just passed a law in California. Oh. It's went, it just went through the house in California that if you are your parent and you're a child yeah. uh, and your child says, mommy, um, I think I was born in the wrong body. Okay. If you don't affirm them in that other sex that they want to be versus the one that they're at. Yeah. If you don't affirm them, you could be called on by DCFS. Wow. They're trying to pass that law. Because you're not affirming their identity. This is tough. What a tough society, right? Yes. So we're worried about the wrong things. Thank There's you. There's so many things to be dealing with. Uh, I can't even think about words. There's so many things that we got to think about other than that. There's so many attacks that's yes. happening to our generation. Like yeah. the school system you and I grew up with, right? It's not the same system today. Comple- uh, completely different. So I, I went to go see the Alamo... So I was saying, why does a, a, a firm here in Plano complain about this? How come people in, in San, San Antonio don't complain about this? So I went out to the, uh, the, uh, the Alamo College's board. So if you take a look at my screen real quick. These are the trustees. So my call out to Joe Alderete, my call to uh, 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 Ana Bustamante, my call to Dr. Lorena Pulido, my call to Robert Z- Zarate, my call to uh, Dr. Gene Sprague, uh, Dr. Yvonne Katz, uh, Clint Kingsbury, Leslie Shanowitz, do something about this. It, this professor is working for your school district. Yeah. And you let somebody from Plano, from here, from Dallas, put out a letter to defend your professor that works for your college in, in San Antonio? You should be doing something about this. Unless, of course, you're the ones who wanted him fired. So, which is True. the danger we have today in school so uh down the road we might be in a position where a lot of us parents they have certain beliefs don't want our children to be exposed to it because if they want to expose these different things great but i want my kids to be raised on values and principles yeah. that i believe and so you know uh you know, i've 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 always said just saying i, I paid my entire 30s to rem- repay the mistakes of my 20s yes. so i realized my mistake in my 20s horrible mm. two baby mamas three kids by the time i turned 30 girl i said okay lord i tried my way for my my life i'm gonna try it your way that's what oh my god (laughs) i I gave myself up to god this year and it has been okay i'm here yeah i'm here in dallas texas in a podcast about a lot of different topics (laughs) especially bettering my future amen to that so i don't know you know god is taking direction in my life and i approve <laughs> i approve too as well i approve too as well and we're praying yeah. a godly man to pin your life that's ambitious and has a sense of humor so speaking of men this guy uh, john goodman trainer reveals a very unusual way he got an actor to lose 200 pounds is that healthy milton uh to see this guy uh get a patient or a patient a client of his to lose that much weight that drastically so 
Uh, can we take a look at this uh, uh, article here? Um, look at him. He's, he's like very thin. Wow. This was a, a Roseanne, that show. Remember that show, Roseanne? Yes. Uh, that's, yes. This is her husband on the show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, they didn't recognize him, right? I did not recognize yeah. him. Wow. And plus he's, what? There it is. There it is, my boy. Versus. Wow. Yeah. We got to change. Yeah. And this was, and how long did he lose this much? In a year, right? In so, a year? so, 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 uh, uh, break it down, break it down, Milton. So what happened to uh, John Goodman here? So first of all, there's a difference between sustainable and attainable. So right now, if I were to say, hey, hey Matt, there's $1 billion on the line, but you need to lose 50 pounds overnight. Do you think that's attainable overnight? Of course. But, I, I, yeah, I get in a sweat and a sauna and, and I drop all the water weight. And, and let's, be more, let's be more exaggerated. If okay. you want to lose 50 pounds, okay, not, not specifics, just pounds, attainable. If I say, hey, 50 pounds overnight, great. You can literally chop off a limb, chop off an arm, chop yeah. off a leg. Oh, yeah, wait. Now yeah. you show up in a wheelchair, but now you're 50 pounds lighter. Here's a billion wow. dollars, but it's not sustainable. Right, a lot of these people that you see online on, on, on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, or even on these uh, uh, Biggest Loser shows, they take them t through extreme measures in order for them to be able to lose the weight that they can uh, that they they can push their body to lose, uh, so they can look a certain type of way. Just so, because if you think about it, if you watch these bigger uh, Biggest Loser shows, have you you know have you guys ever checked in to, checked in with the people that? Have been in a show one season and where are they at a year from now? Yeah, yeah. Two years from then. Yeah, from that exactly. specific show. They're back where, where they're at. It's a lot mm -hmm. of crash dieting, a lot of starvation, a lot of fasting, working out two, three, four, five hours a day. Mm -hmm. Unless you're preparing for some sport or unless this is your, literally your livelihood, you don't have time to work out five, six hours a day. It's the same financial premise as somebody comes across a lot of money, whether it be a lottery and an inheritance. Yeah. It's attainable. Yeah. But it's not sustainable. Because it's not. Go, go, go to the sustainable part. Why, why is it a sustainable? You need to be able to have a sustainable system, something that you can do long term, something like that's not going to burn you out. An attainable thing, yeah, you can you can lose twenty pounds in a week. You can, you genuinely can lose twenty pounds in a week. You can lose ten pounds in a day. A lot of people who are preparing for fights, Ruben, when he was preparing for mm -hmm. first fights, he was losing a lot of water weight. It's yeah. it's it, it's very attainable. But the sustainable part is when you're able to lose the weight and keep it off. Lose the weight and keep it off. Gain the muscle and sustain the muscle, and it's all about your lifestyle. This man here, one of the things that I did take away from from this guy's trainer is he attached an emotional anchor to his uh, to the goal that he had. One of the things that Mr. Um, Good, Goodwin Goodman said, he said, and I quote him: "You look in the mirror, every, you look in the mirror every day, and go, I got to deal with this the rest of the day. I got to deal with the schmuck." So he's not fond of the way he looks. He's not the he's not fond of the way he feels. Mm -hmm. And when there's enough pain in a situation, yeah. there's enough pain that you're dealing with, mm -hmm. your brain's gonna try and pull you away from that pain. Yeah. So you're going to want to deal with the issue head on. And if you're able to implement certain lifestyle um, uh, changes in your life, if you're on a weight loss journey yourself right now, and you're trying to figure out what are certain steps you can take, it's, it's literally baby steps. The smallest steps that you implement into your day-to-day -day living, going for a 10 minute walk with your wife. You know, maybe not having that extra cookie, maybe not having that extra uh, mixed cocktail, maybe not going, you know, going to a fast food restaurant, even though, you know, you know, you have meal prep uh, containers at home ready, ready for you to go. There's small things that you can do that will add longevity to your life and also increase your energy. And the moment that you find sustainable systems over a part of your life that you have full control over, aka your physical health, then those are also imp can be implemented into every other aspect of your life as well and all the systems that you utilize to better your health those will all start trickling in to every other aspect like your finances your marriages your relationships your acquaintanceships your business your and every aspect so if you're able to, to do something if you're able to change the one aspect of your life that you have control over 
everything else, you're going to be able to build that internal discipline. But always go for the long-term vision. Don't go for the short-term gain. Don't go for the sh short, sweet, shortcut, cutting corner attack. Always think long-term. And the moment you start thinking long-term, you'll see that your mental endurance, your emotional endurance is going to be at an all-time high, and you're going to be able to do that in every other aspect of your life. Consistency. That's right, man. Yeah. History has shown that those that think long-term will win long-term. Yep. You know, so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about... Uh, what people are doing right now in this awareness of, yeah. of, of the finances, because we always felt that that finance and fitness and faith have a very interconnected oh, yes. type yes. of uh, yes. aspect to it. And fun interconnected. along the way, mm -hmm. right? Interconnected. So um, uh, before before we wrap up, Jacenia, um, what's one thing you'd want to know? What, what's one thing you want to tell uh, our community, the, the people that's out there that, that follows you and that your audience? What, 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 what would you want them to know about the woman, the entrepreneur, the mother, outside of TikTok, outside of social media, what they see online in 30 seconds, 60 second reels? No matter what you're going through in life, there's situations, there's struggles, there's obstacles, there's times and dark places that you're going to be in. No matter who you are, just take it day by day and give yourself trust. Don't overwhelm yourself and just have faith believe and pray because prayer the power of prayer will save your heart and soul and mind from being consumed by a tornado and hurricane of mixed emotions that you do not know how to control so just stay focused on your goals don't give up on yourself and believe that you could do it and work hard Safe. work hard awesome well, i appreciate you being on the show thank you and bring your curls your humor <laughs> and, and, yeah, right, right your energy uh, your positive energy to the show uh, we just want we just want the world to know man there are women there are beautiful women inside and out like Jacenia. You just gotta know what podcast to listen to, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be jaded. Because you know, oftentimes I, I have I have men. So, but where do I find a woman like your wife? You know, right? Like, brother, you, you gotta, bro. First of all, by the way, first of all, you gotta be right yourself. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Get you right. Okay. Uh, uh, God's gotta send you a woman knowing that you're unprepared for the blessing. Oof. So <laughs> premature blessing. Poetic. <laughs> Poetic. So if if you if you decide to have the disposition, how, how come external isn't going right in my life? Check check on the internal. And by the way, that's not the that's not the easier answer. It's not an easy answer. A lot of people today don't want to get disciplined. People yeah. don't want to you yeah. know take ownership of the situation. They'd rather blame, complain. Yes. You said the word Once you worded. learn how to take accountability for the things that you have done and your own actions, yeah. things start to be way better in your surroundings. Like you start taking accountability, then you're like, okay, well, this is this is okay. I did this, but now we got to fix the situation. Fix the situation. Mm -hmm. uh, before we go, I, I want to give a quick shout out to, um, if you can look at my screen here real quick. I want to give a quick shout out to my kids. This is my, this is my, my, my three older ones. Hey. There's a uh, Ruben there in the middle and my twin girls. One's the esthetician in Chicago. I love for oh. her to connect with you all the way. Okay, right. Okay. You know, this extrovert there, but it's so funny. She's an introvert, but when it comes to her business, she's very extrovert. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm right? saying, oh man. You, you have need... to be in her business. Mm -hmm. But this is a picture. Uh, there's a picture we took, uh, because my security guard here, uh, Milton there. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> but we took this picture because, um, the kids wanted to go out to a club. Wow. Right? Okay. Okay. And I thought we want we want to go to this place. So I'm like, I'm like, do you want to go with your dad to a club? Oh, like, cool. 
right? You're, yeah. you're observing on that. How, how did you see that from your end, seeing that the kids want to hang with your dad? That's <laughs> really refreshing, man. Really refreshing. But I did. That's that, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> By like 10, 45, 11, Matt and I were just. <laughs> I, could see, I would, be too, I would yeah. be too. I'd be like, yeah, it's time to go home. I can't hang. Even yep. if I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of that. But even if like I'm just time. there sober, I'm just gonna be like, yo, it's past my bedtime. It, it These was, kids, yeah. this generation of kids, I don't know how they have that. <laughs> yeah. What? How do you have the energy to be out this late? No. It was, it was an gotta, amazing time. I got a curfew yeah. now. It, it was, it was an amazing time. <laughs> but just seeing the connection that a father, mothers too, but I, I feel that fathers don't get enough credit that a father can have with his kids. Yes. And yes. It really speaks volume when the kids are open to the idea and almost inviting, which it was an invite, to bring their fire, their father into the environment that they release in. Mm -hmm. And that shows the comfort that they have with their father, the trust that they have in their father, knowing that, all right, my father's here. There's grace. He's not judging me. And I feel secure that he's here. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's, it's something really special that you can't, you don't see nowadays. You yeah. do not see when, you know, three grown children partying with her father mm -hmm. you know and even though he's, he's in the back end he's far back there just observing from afar they just know that i'm safe no matter who's around and no matter how far i am physically right now i know with just one look one call my father's present yes and that's a beautiful relationship to have mm -hmm. with a authoritative figure in your life for sure yeah. no and yeah i, I, I co-parent so one of the best things in life was knowing that my kids fathers are in their life that I don't care about what we went through when we were together. I don't care about the struggles that we went through because at the end of the day, you are there for my kids. You know, you show them love. You show them respect. You have a home. You have, yeah. you know, you take care of them. And yeah. no matter what, I feel like as a woman, I know there's bitter women out there that try to keep their kids away from the fathers. Speak, and, it, and it's and it's tough because the the kids need of father they need a man figure in their yeah. life no matter what it is depending on how the father is of course True. you know he has to have morals respect and everything yeah. but there's fathers out there fighting for their children that do not get that yeah. chance to be a father because the mm -hmm. women is bitter and sad and mad and she's thinking with emotions instead of thinking about their child's future right kids need their fathers i commend you deeply and greatly especially for me being i got two cases in chicago Wow. Family support case, uh, child support cases, wow. and the weird part, I had custody. Wow! So I was I was coming out, I was being attacked very bitterly. Yeah, my I'm, kids' fathers are not on uh, child support. Why, look at that! No. I, I mean, she and the same thing too as well. Why would I let my wife? We have a blended family. Yeah, yeah. I'm the man of the house now. I'm the provider of the house. So why would I want my wife to go for child support, even though, even though, naturally DNA wise, all right, that's my son. But you, you know, what I'm talking about right? Yes, her, of course. Right? Of He's course. my son. Uh, and I won't even speak any other word outside of Georgia, not being my son. Mm -hmm. But he had a birth dad. Yes. And I'm the dad, dad, dad. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I don't have her file a case against the birth dad if he's not around. Why? Because I'm the provider. Yeah. I've taken ownership. When I decided that's, to that's date beautiful. you, I decided to marry you, you became my responsibility. Wow. So. That is beyond powerful. Oh, that really? is beautiful. Not a lot of people think like that. Well, that's, that is amazing. I'm just not dating God her for her, you. man. There's more, God more to her love. <laughs> God bless you. And God bless you. the men out there that are doing the same role too yes. as well. And for the men that are going to be married one day, to find a woman one day, going to have a family one day. Yeah. We're planting the seeds for the next generation of leaders. Yeah, one day. In our community. That being said, guys, I appreciate your time and your attention. Make sure you follow Jessenia Lee here on TikTok. Lady on Instagram. 
Lady Crows, we'll put the links here in the descriptions so below. Alhamdulillah. And, uh, we would love to know your thoughts, your questions, your feedback. Please put it in the comment section below. Make sure you subscribe to the Millionaire Goals Podcast. Click like and drop your comments below. On behalf of my co-host, Milton Alvarez, I'm your mighty smart guy. On behalf of Priscilla Lee, I'm your mighty smart guy from Dallas, Texas. Until we meet again, continue to smart, continue to smart, and be mighty smart today. See you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.